this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the officially official 2016 edition of the Baldi's Awards, uh, a gala event. Jim and I have got on our finest tuxedo t-shirts in the studio. Uh, we are broadcasting uh, live, not not really live, fake live from the, the bald tower here. We've got a variety of categories. It's bigger and better than, than, than 2015. Third annual. We're up to third annual Baldies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably talk, uh, I don't know, we might have an after party where we talk about our hopes and ambitions for 2017. Uh, do you have any preambles for 2016? Uh, it was a great year for TV. It was a good year for TV. Great year That's for That's what people move. overlook in 2016. Great year for television. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is we have done some changes from last year. One of the biggest uh, criticisms is that we didn't really have any uh, community voice in the Baldies last year. So this year we set up a vote uh, and uh, we advertised that on social media and the forums. Uh, we got a lot of responses on that. Uh, so the top five, our top five main categories, we have a, a user's choice to go along with ours. Also, just like last year, we've got uh, all of our deliberations, hours and hours. If you want to know why and how we voted in more detail than we're going to give on this particular award show, then um, check out the deliberations because literally uh, we go into detail for every one of these choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up, I think, is um, our weakest category as far as from a Baldi's perspective because it just – we just don't watch as much comedy, and Jim watches about half as much as the, co- the comedy I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a big category, and it's an important category, so we're going to cover it anyway. Half-assed coverage is better than no coverage at all. That's what we always say. So the nominees for the 2016 Best Comedy, in no particular order, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Insecure, that was on FXX, Insecure on HBO, Lady Dynamite on Netflix, Atlanta on FX, and Silicon Valley on HBO. Did I already say Silicon Valley? I don't Because I'm randomizing know. the order on the fly. Yeah. So it is in a particular order. It's in a, it's in a, it's a weird Aaron-only order. Anyway, best comedy for 2016. We also have envelopes this year. Uh, the suspense is killing me. Who's, who's going to win? Such an August list here. Such yep. an uh, August list of the things that me and Jim have seen, and, and maybe only me. The winner, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All right. Congratulations, Atlanta. Donald, the, the dong lover, strikes. It's early and hot. Well, and okay, hard. Donald, Donald, come on up. Yeah, Give come on. Speech. Oh, no, he couldn't be here. He couldn't, yeah. Uh, he couldn't even be on satellite. No, know? no. He <laughs> it's ex- a shame. We, you know what? Next year, we get, we get the cutouts and we do the lips. There because go. I just can't there wait to do Donald Glover. Right. Know? I can't wait to do digital blackface. That, that, that'll be, be that'll be awesome. Inoffensive. Uh okay. User choice for best comedy. Uh number one, Silicon Valley, smashing the competition. Number two, though, none of the above. It's the only category that had a statistically significant amount of not none of the above votes at twenty one percent. Third place Atlanta, fourth place it's always sun t- sunny, uh fifth place orange is a new black. Um 
I guess I was kind of so. So, what do we make about the twenty one percent? None of the above. I mean, it didn't win. It didn't even come I like mean, it was ten percent. We knew because we didn't watch a lot of comedies, right? right? And there right. are far more mainstream comedies in this than the ones that we had, other than like Always Sunny, right? And Silicon Valley, which eventually won. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty mainstream at this point. HBO, especially on our network, but yeah. um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't. I didn't want to do write-in categories because there's so many problems collecting that automatically and aggregated. Like people do misspellings and variations like that, and also that 21 percent is going to be split. Who knows how many ways? Right. So it so, seems like that 21 percent. You know, there there might have been a big miss that we had because otherwise you, you figure like it's probably not going to get enough support right. if we had yeah. like the biggest comedies in our list already. Right. So, uh, I do think that we'll have to figure out some way to maybe do comedies a bit better next year or dispense with doing comedies. Because the other thing about comedies is I think Atlanta and Orange is the New Black are almost cheating because they're doing primarily dramatic, interesting things that are also funny from time to time. And some episodes aren't even funny at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, are they really comedies? Like, it, it's, you know... Uh, we we already separate drama from comedy because comedy we've, we've discussed this multiple times. It, for whatever reason, it seems less important or less valid, even though it's not really. Yeah. But we treat them as separate. So what do you do when you got you know categories that are color outside the lines? I know we have to we we'll have to refactor that. And I mean, in as much as this list reflects bald move, yeah. uh, comedy is not part of that. I mean, we, yeah, not really. We like you said, don't watch nearly as many comedies, and we don't podcast about a single comedy. So. I think some of these so so our top five top five uh uh number five of lady dynamite uh which is a wonderful comedy about a real uh Maria Bamford's real life struggle with mental illness and fraud complex and it's really really funny, but it's kind of like the wire and it takes two or three episodes to watch before you get into it. it's on netflix mm-hmm. uh four is insecure um the new comedy it's got like the black version of girls on h b o uh, three, Always Sunny. Everyone knows what the hell Always Sunny is. Two, Silicon Valley. Everyone knows Silicon Valley. Uh, this year, I think, memorably, had a horse had horse sex. I think that was this year. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't believe. It's like every every year in Silicon Valley, there's one scene where you just like, bravo. Yeah. Last year, it was the mariachi scene in the restaurant. This year, I'm pretty sure it's hardcore horse fucking. Mm-hmm. Um and number one Atlanta because it was it was it was hilarious and it was also poignant and it's also different and also I just think it's incredible that Donald Glover is so damn talented at his age. Um, any comments on that? Or should we move on to best first round bald movie second category? Let's do it. Uh, the I'm. Uh, do you want to give a top ten or top five on here? Uh, I mean we've got a top ten listed so okay. Let's go top 10. Again in uh, no particular order. <laughs> I want to make up as I go. Uh, the nominees are for the best first run bald movie in 2016. Uh, this this is a weird category because it's a blend of the merit of the work itself and mm-hmm. also the resulting podcast. At least that's how Jim and I treated it. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, in no particular order: Snowden, Sully, Star Wars, Rogue One. The Genderbender Ghostbuster remake, Captain America Civil War, Arrival, Doctor Strange, Tin Cloverfield Lane, The Conjuring 2. And the winner. Did you say Deadpool? Deadpool. 
And the winner. (laughs) Not the winner, Deadpool. And the winner, not Deadpool. Maybe Deadpool. Who knows? It was in no particular order. The envelope will tell us. The winner for Best First Run Bald Movie 2016 is... Can I get a one of these drum rolls? Clapping? Wait, the, the, that's no, too no, early. That's too Shit. early. Stop, stop your clapping. Where's <laughs> Where's our cues? We need We need applause signs or something. I, I do. All right. Oh man, suspense is killing me. It's Arrival. Hey, oh, yeah, uh, Amy Adams. Uh, Amy Adams unfortunately couldn't be with us tonight. No, she could not, and then uh, neither could any of the the crew and cast and and directors. Um, but I'll I'll accept <laughs> on their behalf. Uh, yeah, Arrival. Why did Arrival tickle our our favorite bone so hard? Uh, I mean, for me, Arrival was the most interesting movie by far. It was an examination of language, an examination of. Uh, time and how how language affects your perception of things and even maybe the physical world in this in this fictional universe um i I thought it was intensely interesting yeah and and honestly it's getting a lot of surprise buzz with the for academy award for best picture yeah the nominees just came out this week and it was one of them so yeah um uh yeah no it's it's awesome, and you're right. It's like in our wheelhouse. It had some right. high-minded concepts. It was science fiction. It was also an extremely well-done movie with a strong emotional core. Mm-hmm. Um, very much recommend it. Let's get to the user's choice. Uh, number one, Star Wars Rogue One. Two, Deadpool. Three, The Arrival, or Arrival, rather. Four, Captain America. Three, Civil War. And ten, Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I don't have a problem. I mean, Star Wars Rogue One is a monster. It's got the recency bias going for it. It's got the right. Star Wars bias going for it. Mm-hmm. This is why uh, I don't want to watch the People's Choice Awards. <laughs> yes, yes, it's uh, because it's just going to be the biggest movies. It's 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 certainly the most the most popular. Yeah. Um, which is a, a a fine way to make a selection. Our top ten was uh, the Conjuring to Captain America Civil War at nine, eight Deadpool, seven Ghostbusters, six Star Wars Rogue One. Five Snowden, a very important, awesome film that no one saw and made no difference whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which largely got there on a towering performance by John Goodman. Like he, he, his, his, yeah. his performance there as the the, um, I'm even gonna say the antagonist. Yeah, the antagonist is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, three Sully. Two Doctor Strange and one The Arrival, or Arrival. Yep. I don't know why. And I Sully largely in. carried on Tom Hanks back. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's also just a great story. It's a, it it's, is. Yeah. It's it, at a time when you know it just makes you feel good about uh, Americans mm-hmm. uh, and, and and our country and, and what we're what what we're capable of at our best. Uh, shall we get the best commission podcast or? Uh, yeah. Let's All right. Uh, best commission. Commission podcast. So if you if you go to our uh, deliberations, we came up with a metric on how to identify these. We scored them on a one through five rating on surprise factor, fun factor, interest factor, and media quality factor. I could have probably left factor out on all those. Um, and we because because it's it's very hard. This is mm-hmm. even more so than best first run movie. A blend of like all the different things that go into the podcast and how much we enjoyed it and. And the reception it got, um, but our top we're going to do this top ten again, yeah, in no particular order. Uh, Cowspiracy, Donnie Darko, what dreams may come, once were warriors, Magnolia, 
Pontypool, The Goonies, A Prophet, Back to the Future, and Black Mirror Season 1. Who is going to win the Best Commission podcast? I think I know. For 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 us. Uh, here we go. 2016. It's going to be a write-in. Best Commission podcast. Pontypool. All right. Oh. Congratulations to everyone involved in Pontypool. I feel like... Nobody knew what this movie was um, going into it, I other than the didn't. commissioner themselves. Uh, I I didn't either. I'd never heard of it, but it was turned out to be right up my alley. Yeah, I mean, like two minutes into the movie, I was like, yeah, instantly absorbed in what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 just it's it's great. Uh, it's it's a it's a great movie for like uh, the autumn or the winter. Like it, it's mm-hmm. now's the perfect time to watch it. If you're snowed in, watch Pontypool. It'll be amazing. Yeah, uh, I don't want to surprise. I don't want to spoil it. It's a it's a sci-fi social commentary horror, and and, and enjoy it. Uh, we certainly did. User's choice uh, number one: Black Mirror season one. That doesn't surprise me because it's like a yeah. two and a half hour podcast where we just did the Aaron and Jim talk about philosophy and our thoughts on society and people seem to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah technology, uh, and it's great. It's great, and it's all available on Netflix if you got that. Two Back to the Future. <clears throat> That's one of those pure nostalgia podcasts, right? That everyone, mm-hmm. you know, I think that there's a lot of people in our age bracket in our audience. Uh, a lot of people have very strong feelings about the, the this movie, and I think we did a great job in covering it. Mm-hmm. Patting myself on the back, a little surprised that Goonies mm-hmm. wasn't above that. But yeah, yeah, for fun factor. Yeah, you, you, I, I that was the most shocking result. Um, that Goonies wasn't somewhere in the top five. Uh, Three Princess Bride. We built that up as an event. You know, it was your yeah. the, your final resistance crushed and brought to an end. It was your <laughs> Serenity Valley. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For Donnie Darko, which is another one of those cerebral science fiction speculation podcasts, and Five Firefly for mm-hmm. probably nostalgia fun factor because Fire- Firefly never really got its due, uh, and we tried to do it, uh, do, give it its due on the commission podcast. Uh, now I will say our top, uh, our top ten, uh, ten was conspiracy because uh, we were super interested in it, and it's it's the I would say that in Bald Move is probably the podcast that kind of changed how we look at the world the most. Yeah. Reasonably fair to say. I think that's fair to say. Not that it changed it a whole lot, but... Right. Still eating meat. <laughs> yeah. But I feel bad about it. That's progress. <laughs> uh, Black Mirror Season 1 at number 9. Number 8, Donnie Darko. Uh, number 7, Back to the Future. Number 6, What Dreams May Come. Uh, number 5, A Prophet. Uh, number four, Once Were Warriors. Number three, The Goonies. Uh, number two, Magnolia. Because and so, why did Magnolia rate so high? Because uh, it was like an insanely high quality Paul Thomas Anderson Oscar nominated movie. Yeah, and, and I, it was an and the podcast we did on it was uh, you know inspired a lot of conversation about interesting topics. Right. Uh, and then Pony Pool. We've already said a lot about the Pony Pool. Um, special note to Goonies. That was the podcast that uh, we did a, a three uh, with me and Jim, and then I did a special one with my son, Mind Dragon, um, and then uh, Once Were Warriors and a Prophet. We wanted to give special notice to Once Were Warriors is a tough get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to find even online streaming, but it's a very well worth it searing 
um, drama out of New Zealand, and a prophet is, I believe, a French film. Yeah. Uh, about what is it like when a Muslim goes into a French jail and he's kind of caught between cultures and how he survives. And it was just fascinating and just an excellent film. Uh, anything else you want to say before we move on to the next category? No, sir. Trucking right along with biggest surprise of the year. How do we ca- how do we, how did we dis- arrive at what is the big surprise? Uh, I mean, it's, how do you define surprise? Uh, surprise means we didn't see it coming. Like it has to there have a lack of expectations. Like, right. You know, is Westworld a big surprise because it's new no. and it, it crushed? No, because no. we saw the trailers and we were like, it would have been a big surprise right. if it cratered. To be to be frank, yeah. So we we had to not have any foreknowledge of it, and it also had to be truly excellent. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's criteria. Biggest surprise in 2016. The nominees. Pontypool, A Prophet, American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson, Stranger Things, Once Were Warriors. Let's find out mm-hmm. who won the biggest surprise of 2016. This is a new category, right? I think so. All right. I think it is. And the winner is Stranger Things. Congratulations to all the kids and Winona Ryder and everybody else involved in that production. Yep. Uh, Stranger Things. What do we say about Stranger Things? Stranger Things literally came out of nowhere. Here's the thing. This shouldn't have been a surprise. Yeah. Because... We should have seen this coming because Netflix should have been touting it on the highest yeah. mountain. Yeah, right. They should they have been do telling that. everyone, hey, here's this nostalgia fest that's also really excellent and creepy, and it's along the lines of a Stephen King novel. Like... They should have been out there with all that information. They weren't. Yeah, and like, it, did like, you like Goonies? We're going to make an adult version of the Goonies, still featuring kids, and they're all going to be acting realistically, but there's genuine terror and dread. And right. People might die. Um, it's incredible. But they didn't say a peep about it until no. it dropped. And I mean, then, I, I just boom, saw this explode, and everybody's like, oh, my God, Stranger Things, Stranger Things. I watched it, and I was with you. Oh, my God, you should see Stranger Things. Right. Um it's it's great. The experience of watching this was just really was really awesome and special. Mm-hmm. Um, our top five were in 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 ascending order. Once were warriors at five, a prophet at four. Again, special thanks. So we we didn't mention this, but special th- thanks to all the commissioners. I guess that's something we can do next year in this category is actually give credit to the commissioners. Yeah. Uh, but everyone that commissioned these uh, the top ten and and all the commissions, thank you very much for your support and. My personal favorite part of the job is when I see something like Once Were Warriors, like, what the fuck? I sit down and watch right. it, and my head explodes. Yeah. Because I never would have seen these films if it wasn't for you, for you guys, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. Uh, American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson, why was that a surprise? Because that, on the face of it, seems interesting. I know why I think it was a surprise, but why did you think it was a surprise? Well, I mean, I kind of explained this, you know, in the deliberations, uh, if you go listen to those, but the short version is I grew up just slightly too late to be involved in all of this. Mm-hmm. And so to me, most of this was a genuine surprise, like the story even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you see John Travolta on the screen uh, in his his Shapiro outfit, yeah. and it's it looks insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that I want to watch that based on... Based on John Travolta, right? But you get in there, and he's actually really excellent, along with everyone else just being just crushing it. My surprise was this is a Ryan Murphy production um, of American Horror Story fame, of Glee fame, of Nip Tuck fame, and I'm like, and I started like you. I see David Schwimmer, 
Right. I see uh, um, uh, John Travolta, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm this. I see Mar- I see Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark and her little frizzy dude. I'm like, this is going to be a train wreck. Cuba yeah. Gooding Jr. as OJ. This is just going to be an epic all time train wreck. It's not going to be ta- taken seriously. There might be a fucking dancing Judge Ito number straight out of Jay Leno. What the hell? Right. And it was. 99 the other thing is 95 percent accurate it's it's a little pisses me off that the little inaccuracies they did put in there for whatever reason mm-hmm. um i already gave the biggest i already gave the the order right oh no to pontypool we've already discussed and then stranger right. things mm-hmm. baldmove.com best male actor 2016 uh oh wait i should give the list and again no particular order uh anthony hopkins as dr robert ford from westworld uh Controversial choice here, but we did a combination. Caleb McLaughlin as Lucas, Finn Wolfhard as Mike, Gatton Matarazzo as Dustin. Uh, these were all the kids from Stranger Things, except for the kid that got kidnapped in the first episode right. because, like, it didn't feel right to put him in that category. He didn't have much of a part. Um, the kids from Stranger Things. Right. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as Bernard Lowe from Westworld. Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran from American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson, and Remy Malik as Elliot Anderson from Mr. Robot. Uh, best Male Actor 2016. Oh boy, who who would it who who could it possibly be? Who could it possibly be? Can Aaron possibly open this envelope? Oh, that tore tear? the thing. Did right I do in it? Half. Did I really tore it in half? It doesn't matter because uh, it's Anthony fucking Hopkins. Of course it is. <laughs> User choice. First time we're in and we're in agreement. I know and, for a fact they don't do that on the Oscars. <laughs> I think I've seen a couple it's of like. Hopkins, of, course, of course, it is. of course it is. Uh, oh wait, we, yes, yes, we Anthony, yes, Sir Good Anthony. Job. Thank you, Sir Anthony. Surprisingly, is with us. Yes, piping through on satellite right now. Yes, my God. I can't believe it. I, uh, this is really unexpected. I, it's a great honor to be here. First of all, I just, before I say that, I want to say hello to my mother. She's in Wales watching this. Um, user choice, Anthony Hopkins, number one, with a bullet. Uh, two, Bob Odenkirk, of course, as J- Slippin' Jimmy, uh, slash Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul. Three, Jeffrey Wright uh, from Westworld again. Four, Wagner Mora as uh, for season two of Narcos for um, Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. And five, Remy Malik as Mr. Robot. I think that's a pretty good list. Yeah. Pretty good list. And it's just a problem is Anthony Hopkins was the wood chipper that everybody else ran into. Because if you've seen Westworld, you know why. Yeah. If you haven't, then you probably should. Because you probably still know why he's Anthony Hopkins. He's one of the greatest living actors we still have at the height of his powers. And this is a great role for him. Yeah. It's a great old man Anthony Hopkins role. Absolutely. And he fucking crushes it. Super surprising and twisty and wily. And you guys are in for a treat if you haven't seen it. That full frontal scene, that really... Mm. That set him apart, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 Nobody gives full frontal like Sir <laughs> Sir Anthony. Uh, okay. So now we're on to the worst disappointment. You want to talk about the worst disappointment category? Yeah, worst disappointment is... This is the is... antithesis of the surprise, I guess. Everything, we, it's like right. the opposite. Yeah, it's it's things that maybe we should have seen coming uh, that turned out to be really bad, both... Um, you know, just as a whole, for for bald move, for fans of television, for fans of specific shows, uh, a lot of these things, you know, they they had the potential 
or to the be pedigree, good, uh, or the pedigree, and they just didn't they didn't show up and deliver. Yeah. All right. Worst disappointment 2016 in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Mr. Robot, The X Files, Amazon as an <laughs> Enterprise, uh-huh. Hail Caesar. And Luke Hemsworth as Ashley Stubbs in Westworld. The lesser Hemsworth. The lesser Hemsworth. Let's see who won the biggest disappointment. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. I don't know if this isn't this is quite the impartial category the others are. Right. Is this a given? Uh, worst disappointment, 2016, Amazon.com. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, great way to go, Amazon. Uh, yeah, so, you let us down, let us recount the ways in yeah, which Amazon let us down. Because here's the thing, people are going to think this is just a goof based on <laughs> right. um, the fact that they fucked us on the... Uh, they shut down our affiliate program. Yeah, so. Jeff Bezos won the copper war, took all the copper back, uh, yep. all of his pennies. Yep. Uh, we emerged like the cranky, drunken phoenix we are, stronger and... Uh, more surly and more scrappy, thanks to you, uh, mm-hmm. our loyal listeners, uh, that, that helped us out on the fundraising drive. But it's not just that. Right. Well, do you want to there's, talk about some the of the ever, disappointments we've had? Yeah, there's the ever-increasing ambiguity of Amazon Prime. Uh, as an Amazon Prime subscriber, right. I've noticed that two-day shipping doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get here in two days anymore. Right. Uh, they've also muddied up the waters with uh, this Amazon Prime, well, Amazon Prime Now, Amazon mm-hmm. Prime Two Day, Amazon Prime like Four Day, best we can do. <laughs> right, right. Amazon Prime and, is becoming less and less of a thing you can count. It's on. always been dodgy around Christmas times or large holidays, and I understand. Though. Like yeah. you, you, when when everyone in the world is trying to get packages in two days, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I spend two hours researching a piece of gear because we need it in two days, and I finally check out, and it turns out it's not going to get here until next week. Right. But it was labeled as Prime. And if I'd known that, I wouldn't have ever – I would have excluded that because I usually – when I'm looking for something in two days, I check Amazon Prime. And, right. And it's just um, – the service and support has been a little bit dodgy, and There's yeah, some and, stuff with their online streaming video that's real dumb. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, want to go go to the uh, deliberations for this category, if you want to hear more, if you because re- we talk at length about the various disappointments. Now, right, the problem is they're still the best thing. Like if you try to oh, compare sure. their online shopping to Home Depot or Lowe's or Target or Walmart or anything, they're yeah. so much better. But they're also slipping. Yeah, they're you're also disappointing Bezos. us. You know? You're slipping, Bezos. You fucked us, and you're disappointing us, Bezos. So yeah. there. Worst disappointment. Um, in, in, no, in, in, in the actual order, Luke Hemsworth is actually Stubbs. That's that's a joke about him being No, it's not. not no, as... it's not. It's your fault, Luke. You could be as good as Chris or Liam, but you're not. And why did Westworld <laughs> cast like everything else? You get the best of every right. single category and the best special effects and, then and the best settle. writing and the best actors. And, and then you settle for the lesser Hemsworth. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? That's not that's not a joke. That's a real thing. <laughs> Strangely enough, Luke actually graciously agreed to accept his award. But you know what? You're so disappointed you didn't win. <laughs> and we didn't allow you. He was waiting. To speak. He was more than happy. He's waiting right now on satellite. He's out in the other room. He's sitting on our couch, and we're just not going to get to him because he didn't win. Uh, number four, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. This is a pedigree thing, right? Yeah. You got it's the George Cohen's. Clooney. You got the Cohen brothers. You got. Uh, uh, you're, you're Scarlett Johansson. 
You got all this talent. Ralph Fiennes. You got yeah, and there's some things like to really work. In particular, Magic Mike XXL's um, dance number in the middle, and I'm not making that up. That actually yeah. was legit, hilarious, and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph Fiennes trying to teach the cowboy how to properly enunciate things. There's a lot of great moments, but ultimately, this was a film for a particular person that wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, three, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot had such a huge promise for season one. I kind of saw this coming a little bit, but season two was a very disappointing sophomore performance. Went nowhere, and I think uh, there were just some bad character choices. Yeah. It was uh, however long it was, and it was twice as long as it needed to be, and even then it didn't really move the plot forward. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been disappointed if we got to the finale in the halfway point of the season and then delivered something else. Two X-Files. X-Files was just terrible. Trainwreck, top to bottom. Out of, what, six episodes, one and a half were passable. Yeah. Three were either boring or bad, and one was terribly offensive and reactionary and, like, 15 years old. Like, Mm -hmm. it. Chris Carter came back with no new ideas and no way to move the franchise, and Debbie Duchovny's face was weird. And it was bad. And then one, of course, Amazon. All right. Next category. Best female actor. Uh, In no particular order. (laughs) Uh, Winona Ryder as Joyce Byers from Stranger Things. Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark from American Crime Story. People versus O.J. Simpson. Tandy Newton as Maeve Millay. uh, The Madam from Westworld. Millie Brown as Eleven from Stranger Things, and Evan Rachel Wood as Dolores Abernathy from Westworld. Best Female Actor 2016. Who's it going to be, Jim? Who is it going to be? This is a user category as well, so we'll see what they have to say about this. And a winner for Best Female Actor, Tandy Newton from Westworld. Way to go. Way to go. That's a good pick. I have to say, that's a good pick. You broke out of Westworld and into our hearts. (laughs) Uh, she she threatened to, and then she just she yeah. went back. Yeah, I was just said this. I was pretty comfortable with that being a false spoiler, but whatever. Uh, user choice also Tandy Newton. Uh-huh. We are in agreement that that Westworld was slaying. Yeah, in yeah, the acting department. Uh, to Evan Rachel Wood, you got the top slot licked licked up, locked up. No, oh for the users. Okay, for the users. Yeah, uh, three Millie Eleven Brown from Stranger Things who. I mean, we'll talk about her when we get to our list, I guess. Uh, four, Sarah Paulson as Marsha Clark. Uh, and five, Re- uh, Ray Seahorn uh, as uh, Kim. Mm-hmm. Drexler? Yeah. From Better Call Saul. Wex- uh, Wexler? Wexler? Drexler? I don't know. I should probably get that straight uh-huh. before it comes back. Yeah. Uh, so our top our top uh, in descending order, Sarah Paulson, number five, Marsha Clark, American Crime Story. Four, Winona Ryder as Joyce Breyers. Uh, let's talk about Sarah Paulson. Um Mm-hmm. She just gave like I agree. I think that's exactly how Marsha Clark was probably behind the scenes, and I would love to see the real Marsha Clark comment. Maybe she has, um, but I thought she nailed like the unfairness of the situation, the passion she had for seeing justice done, and how badly she felt that she let down the the, the family. Uh, just the unfair nature of the media's obsession with her looks and her femininity and the, the, the circulating nude pictures of her is a way to dis- discredit her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she got she, she nailed all that stuff. Yeah. Winona Ryder, uh, that was a tough role. She's essentially playing the crazy mom. Yeah. 
uh, and who happens to be right and crushes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the her performance. Evan Rachel Wood, number three, is Dolores Abernathy. She was great. Her only flaw was that her role wasn't as meaty and juicy as Tandy Newton. Otherwise, right. I could easily see this being flip-flopped. Yep. Millie Brown is 11, which the impressiveness of this is you're giving a very, a very young woman the option to play this science experiment bizarre child who – how would you know how to play that? But when you see her play it, it's like, yes, that's how you should play it. Right. It's it's a comparable performance, I think, to what Tandy Newton does. Yeah. Uh, Character-wise. Sure. Uh, and then Tandy Newton uh, just is awesome. She, I think, had the best arc out of everyone in Westworld. Uh, and she's just really amazing. And um, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations to Tandy for winning the prestigious Baldy Award. Yep. Um Anything else to add before we get to our next category, Jim? Nope. You need to straighten your bow ties. It's good. Do I? Crooked. There you go. Oh God. Uh, God, we gotta look sharp here. This is the Baldies. God damn it. Uh, best debut pilot. We to introduce this category, Jim. Uh, randomly in no particular order. No, no. I, oh, I should let you do this because my voice is giving out. But I was thinking, okay. just like, what is this best debut? Oh, pilot? the best debut pilot. I think it's pretty what? self-explanatory. It's either yeah. the best first season of a show or the best pilot episode of a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we considered both, and we we didn't have a lot to go on here, so we kind of lumped them all into one category. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we made some good choices. Okay, well, introduce the category then. The the nominees. In, the nominees in no particular order. Atlanta, Stranger Things, The OA, Westworld, and American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson. All right. And the winner for Best Debut Pilot in 2016. Oh, man, I'm on pins and needles. Westworld. Westworld crushing an HBO. Uh, you know, uh, again, we could bring the lesser hymns within here to accept it, but, uh, not he's, happening, man. He's still out there. We not gave him happening. some more d'oeuvres. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, think it's, be it's okay. literally rolled up baloney with Velveeta. Yeah. With, with toothpicks. Which he is chowing down on. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, impressive. Well, I maybe mean, that's, you know, I, I, Chris Hemsworth wouldn't eat baloney. No. That's why he's a chiseled god. And... <laughs> anyway, um, so Westworld, it's just, like, we were... We thought it was going to be good, but we were also highly skeptical because I watched a movie is based on, and I thought it was hot garbage. Like maybe for its right. time, it was great, but it certainly, in my, to my modern eyes, uh, seemed like um, not great, Bob, uh, and dated. Uh, and how do you extend that concept for a full season, let alone right. five years? Well, Westworld is the season one is an awesome mission statement on what they're capable of doing, uh, yeah, and, and executed diff- on all levels nearly flawlessly, especially yeah. since. All the critics and a lot of the public was skeptical the entire time that this was worth their time. Oh, yeah. Like, there um, was debates about how podcasting and the Internet's ruining television in relation to this. And mm-hmm. Westworld at the end said, fuck you, I don't care. I'm still going to be awesome. Yeah. How about how about the list? Oh, uh, in descending order, you want to you take it? Sure. Number five, the OA. Uh, this is something that I just watched a couple of episodes of. I thought the pilot was pretty strong. And, you know, short list, so it made it. Uh, number four, Atlanta. You watched this. I didn't. Yep. Great, great. Uh, a really good pilot and a really awesome first season. Uh, putting putting the show on the map of, of serious shows you got to take, you, you take serious. Or non-serious or comedies that you have to take seriously. Number three, American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson. We kind of talked about this, how 
you know, it was a big surprise for us. And being its first season, it was really well executed. And uh, it made it on the list. Number two, Stranger Things. Talked about how big of a surprise that was and mm-hmm. how excellent of a show it is, but it just couldn't beat out Westworld, which yeah. which I think... I mean, Westworld's one of the strongest things I've seen on TV in years. Westworld is the 800-pound gorilla this year. Yeah. And woe to anyone that went against it in a category. Strongest debuts, I'll say. Um, I want to give an honorable mention to The Night Of, because I thought that first season, if they make another one, um, this this miniseries was a failure, Mm -hmm. pretty emphatically so, but it has one of the greatest pilots I've ever seen. Hmm. Like, that first 90-minute thing was, like, it had the promise of being... A fictionalized version of the most interesting parts of Serial and uh, Making a Murderer and, like, all this true gritty and they get to see both sides and it's a whodunit and it's a really interesting mystery and they just failed to deliver. But that – they'll always have the pilot. The pilot was one of the best things on television last year. Hmm. All right. Uh, biggest Miss. You want to talk about this category and then introduce it to him? Yeah, the Biggest Miss is the the Biggest Miss for – us as podcasters, something Biggest that podcasting we, we could have been on and we probably should have been on uh, in hindsight, but we just didn't do a podcast about it due to scheduling or not being notified that the series was coming out in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and this also means like there was a lot of buzz around it and mm-hmm. people were talking about it and we should have been in there in the mix. It would have been it would have been good podcasting. Right. All right. The nominees for 2016 would you like to in no particular them? order american crime story people versus oj simpson stranger things and black mirror all right here we go it's a short list we got a top three there we go and the winner is for 2016 biggest miss stranger things um that makes sense so Stranger Things, so we kind of had an informal discussion about, like, one of the perks of being the biggest miss winner of every year is it almost guarantees a podcast when it returns, if it returns. Right. Um, when, and I certainly think Stranger Things qualifies. Now, of course, it's all subject to scheduling or whatnot, but I'm trying to think, like, what confluence of shows would it take to get us to not do it? The other slight drawback it's got is it's a netflix show mm-hmm. netflix is a model it's like i don't want to be too traditional critic and like oh my god how do i cover it but you know um that's a demanding cover because the way we found that the, it seems like the best success we have is to take those shows like in three or four episode chunks try to get them out in the first week that's a lot of television to watch and discuss in a very short amount of time yeah uh in a week or two but I think it's worth it, and man, man, I wish we'd gotten in on a little bit of the buzz. American Crime Story, arguably a bigger miss because it was an easier format, and it was kind of in a deader part of the year, I feel like, Mm -hmm. and every week that was like a big water cooler, and to the extent that we're part of that digital water cooler, we we missed out on the water. And then three, Black Mirror, that's my fault. I just didn't take it serious until I was forced to watch it with the commission, and then really regretted not and it's also it's a netflix series but short it's like six yeah. episodes and you're done mm-hmm. um and i think it would the nice thing about black mirror is that it certainly encourages episode by episode discussion right but i also think it's more evergreen mm-hmm. like people if you came out with the last episode if you took six weeks to cover six episodes people would still listen to that six episode because they're remembering yeah like oh that was the premise i have strong feelings about this and i want to hear people discuss and give feedback so mm-hmm. um that might be the best fit for our traditional type of podcasts 
Um, anything else you want to talk about? Or should we nope. get to our last category? Best drama. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, in no particular order. Uh, Better Call Saul. The American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson. I'm forcing the articles. I'm forcing the into places where they don't don't be. The. Uh, three, The Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Two, The Strangest Things. One, The Westward World. Uh, best drama for 2016. Westworld, 2016's best drama. Yeah. I mean, it just was. Yeah. It just was. Yeah, it was. Um, and that's not to say that like Game of Thrones had its best season in a few years. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things was awesome. Not to take away from American Crime Story or Better Call Saul, just Westworld was the shit. Yeah. And it was particularly right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about artificial intelligence and uh, the, the what happens when you bump up against a singularity and free will and uh, evolutionary biology. Like, all points were... Were were addressed and also it had a big central mystery that was interesting. That actually was effective and, and and wasn't like completely blown wide open from the very first few episodes, right? And came together at the end in f- just incredible fashion. And what's funny is there was a central mystery that people were onto, but it's almost like that was the smoke distraction, right. from the real mystery that they were going to smack you around with. Mm-hmm. Um, bravo, bravo to to. Uh, the the showrunners and again, uh, Lesser Hemsworth is out there ready to accept, but uh, he's not good enough for the Baldies. Honestly, did, did we have user choices here? Listen, uh, we do, picks. we do, and it's very important that I get to. I shouldn't discard it into the trash pile already. <laughs> user choice was number one, Game of Thrones. Number two, Westworld. That I, I don't, I you know, obviously I don't think that's correct, but also Game of Thrones is our largest audience, and they outnumber not as much right. as you'd think, like. Yeah. They're about a 33% larger than the Westworld audience. Mm, I'd say like 200% larger. Really? Then yeah, maybe I'm, I'm misremembering how how big the Westworld audience was. But Yeah, uh, the Game of Thrones audience is massive. Yeah. Uh, but the, number, the Westworld came to be our number two podcast of all time out right. of nowhere. Right. Which was super cool. Yeah. Uh three Stranger Things, hard to argue with that. Four Better Call Saul and five American Crime Story People versus OJ. I mean, essentially it's the same as our list, just slightly shuffled in different order. Uh which I feel feel pretty good about. Mm-hmm. Uh I think we had good lists. Um a lot of interesting discussion. Do we I mean, I feel like we've talked the one that we maybe didn't talk about is Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um I but, mean, that's what the deliberations are for, you know? Yeah. If you're if you're interested to hear exactly why we made our picks and, you know, the struggles that we had during that process, mm-hmm. uh, there are going to be seven episodes of deliberations out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check those out um, and get a lot, a lot more in-depth discussion. Uh, if you'd like to discuss the Baldies, uh, we have a forum to do so, forums.baldmove.com. You can go there and, and argue with your fellow fans and us. Uh, about your pick, especially I think that the the biggest point of contention is probably going to be comedy. Uh, and also, I mean, I'll, I'll admit that we probably missed a boat. I'm not even sure if we it's appropriate for us to have a comedy. Right. Uh, you'll notice that we had best documentary of last year. We didn't do best documentary this year. Uh, we did talk about a little bit of the documentaries we'd seen um, in the deliberations, but we just felt like we didn't have a big enough category for it to be useful. And that might be the case for some of these, like. Not every year do we do every category. The right. big ones, like, you know, best drama and actor and 
uh, movie and commissions, those feel pretty solid. But the others mm-hmm. might rise and fall and, you know, constantly be trying to make this bigger and better and, and more awesome. Uh, but thank you for attending our gala event live remotely. And uh, we'll see how the Baldies evolves next year. Um, hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next year for the 2017 Baldies uh, in January of 2018. Mm-hmm. Until then, I'm Jim. Wait. And I'm Aaron. I'm I'm the black suit and you're the white suit. Uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>